How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Imagínate que dos millennial cubanitas from the 305 got together and made un show. That's Take It Easy. A show that celebrates and educates on all things Cuban-American. I'm Frida. And I'm Carmen. We are two BFFs who kept getting told, ustedes son un show. We decided to make one. Take It Easy. T-E-I-K-I-R-I-S-I. We explore the Cubanity. Y amamos tremenda bachanga. New episodes are out every other Wednesday. On Apple, Spotify, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Take it easy. Hey everyone, this is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is Season 5 of Pero Let Me Tell You. Television now will be back can go to back to normal. Commercials. Yes, I, 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 I'm, I'm done seeing Fulano Letal is the devil. You yes. know, yeah. Everything going wrong in the world and your life, and is I love person's fault. How it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on, the other side is dangerous. Yes, and reckless. The only thing more dangerous was Michael Jackson's album. <laughs> well, on that note, everyone, <laughs> welcome to episode two two nine or two twenty nine. Why did I say two two nine? Because you felt like spelling it out. Yeah. You were you were having a Episodes moment. Episode 229 of Pero Let Me Tell You. Yes, and we are on the other side of election. 2022 midterms are finally done. Oh, I feel I need to get a chiropractic adjustment. Pero... <laughs> Luckily, your friend tried to snap crack and This help is true. You. Can help. Yeah, that's true. Just show up. They can, they can help you out. Oh, how is everyone? We made it through another week. Yes. Through another election well, cycle. Another election cycle. We dodged a tropical storm hurricane bullet. This yes, week in we Miami, did. we did. It's just rained a lot, but you know, but that's, that's Miami. That's every other yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. 
Yeah, pero it's like, coño, really? Arriba de todo, daylight savings, elections, and a freaking, you know, tropical storm? So what do we think about daylight savings time? I'm pro daylight savings, but that's because I feel more productive when the sun goes down. Well, no, we're not in daylight savings time now. Yes. Wait. No. Yes, daylight we're saving it. No. Yes, we're putting it away earlier. No, daylight saving is in the summer. So no, that's no. when we spring forward. When you spring forward, you're spending the daylight. When you fall back, like think about it. It was think of the Spice Girls. At two, it became <laughs> one. <laughs> so therefore, you put an hour away. You put it back. So we're saving it now. I don't know what we're saving it for, but we're saving it now. But wait, you're saving it in the morning. Well, we're saving it throughout the day, really. Well, no, because now when you wake up, it's 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 brighter, right? So are so are you? But it but but the day goes away earlier, so you're saving it. You're putting it away earlier. And where is this bank of extra hours <laughs> that when you open it, it's just like sunshine comes out? What kind of interest rate are we getting on the day? You open up the box and it's like, whoa. Maybe that's what Yolanda wanted us to find in the box. Okay, so we're in daylight savings time now? Yes. This is something, as you know, this and addresses in Miami are not my forte. No. Um, Yeah. You know, people here in Miami are like, Yo vivo en la 152 y la 117. And I'm like, I have no clue where that's at. That's not true. Because you know la 117. So then you you can figure it out. Yeah, no. You live off of la 117. Sort of, but not really. I have no idea where la 152 is. South. South where? South after after Kendall Drive. No, and here in Miami, I, I love how like Flagler is the grid between Northwest yes. and Southwest. Yeah, it's the zero. So, then, so you, then you could have two addresses like, you know, because like in Hialeah. Depending on whether it's in Northwest or Southwest. Because in Hialeah, yes, as yes. I tell people, like oh, that, okay. the main thoroughfare of Hialeah, depending on who you talk to is either La 103 or La 49. Right. And when I first moved to Hialeah, I, well, no, my office yeah. in, I don't, I don't live in Hialeah. Um, I, you know, I go by what's on the Palmetto. And the Palmetto says exit to 103rd Street. Right. Uh, or Avenue. But no, it's not I would tell people, no se tiene que apear del Palmetto en la 103. A la 49. No la 103. No la 49. I'm like, no, la 103. Until I found we out. We're both saying the same thing. That 103rd and 49th Street are the same thing. Because that makes total sense, <sighs> right? Welcome to Miami, children. That's all I got to say I, about that. I, I've said this a million times. <clears throat> I've never lived in New York, but I've gone to New York a lot. In New York, addresses make I sense. I know where I'm going. Addresses make sense. I remember in like Chicago, I've never lived in Chicago, but I used to go to Chicago all the time. Right. People, people, I used to be able to give directions to people yeah. in Chicago, and I never lived there because addresses make, make sense, sense, right? So that's what I always say about Miami ad- addresses. If you're on 14th Street, you know what should be after 14th Street? 15. 15. Not 15. Or, th- or 13, depending where you're going. Right. right. Not, uh, you're on 14th Street? No, 14th Court. Then 14th, 14th Terrace. Terrace. 14th Place. Place. 14th Path. <laughs> then you get to like 16, but then it goes back to 15. And, you know, it, it makes no, no sense. sense. At all. No sense. You're saying an alfabeto when it comes down to addresses. Down no, here. I don't think you're an, an alfabeto. I think you're just, you're trying to do what so many have tried to do in Miami and failed, which is apply logic. Oh, well, yes. Excuse me for trying to be <laughs> logical. So like, you're just failing where others have failed as well. You know, you know, you know what, what the only thing that sort of saves me? That's why when I ask for an address, I ask for the zip code. Really? Yes, because, for example, if I know it's 33165, I know it's Westchester. 
So, okay, I'm in that okay. side of town. Okay. Right? Okay. I'm by, so, you know, where we went to school and all that. You have a mental... Okay, so I right. know that in that, you know, 10-mile radius... This is how it for, functions. What I'm looking for is within that 10-mile radius, right? Because if you don't give me the zip code, I'm like, okay, that could be... Miami Beach. It could be Opalaka. It could be oh, Homestead. Well, sure. We'll go where the GPS takes us. Oh, so. Lord. Speaking of going where the GPS takes us, I'm going to do a very quick uh, bulletin board, as you called it once. Um, so on November 19th, we have Obin Pampoyo pop up in Hialeah mm-hmm. at King Fox Brewery. It's going to be our first time there. They are a nano brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean that they brew grandmothers. It's a small <laughs> brewery. Um, so looking forward to that one. And then obviously on the 26th of November, Thanksgiving weekend, we're going to be at Jay Wakefield during the day. Mm-hmm. We'll post all of this, obviously. Um, we're also on December second. We're gonna be at Croqueta Palooza. So that, guys, I know we've talked about it ad nauseum. How fantastic we love it. Make sure you get your tickets. Also, keep an eye out because we're gonna be giving away two tickets to our listeners, our followers. Trivia at Beat Culture is coming up on the 16th of November. Again, it's the third Wednesday of every month. So, guys, come on. I know it's been it's the holidays are coming, but. Don't let trivia die. We need you. It's fun. Plus, we give away, you know, gift cards for donuts Um, in addition to bar tabs. And for those of you who are looking for the perfect Christmas gift, we have our T-shirts on sale at our Public store. So just go to tpublic.com and look up Pero Let Me Tell You. We've got our logo, which you can slap on everything from T-shirts to mugs to tote bags to pillows. We also have our Lechon Life. We have, I just uploaded it yesterday. Um, it says, I, I'm un hashtag pero primo. Um, you know, show your love for the mm-hmm. podcast. And we've got more of them coming up. So that was my impression of Dalia on the Wendy Williams show. giving Where she plugged, where in, she like, plugged 40 things. things yeah. in, like, one breath. <laughs> While Wendy Williams was being ratchet, and all Wendy Williams wanted to talk about was Tommy Matola and Mariah. And she's yeah. like, I Wendy. Pero the Donna Summer musical that I'm producing. And <laughs> well, I went there. I wore my shoes that are from the Talia Sodi collection. And I also wore my Talia Sodi eyeglasses. And have you heard my new single? Because I just released another album. Like, I mean, it was... A masterclass in how to ignore the ratchetness and just do what you got to do. Yeah, go out and promote, promote, promote. Promote what you got to promote. So, um, okay, well, now that everybody knows <laughs> where to find us over the next three weeks, what we're doing. Yeah. Um, so, before we get into our regu- regularly scheduled programming, so something happened this week in the office that it's just so it's so Miami that you can't make this shit up, okay. right? And um, you know. I've said this to you before. Sometimes when when certain things happen to me and the same thing to you where we see certain things, I'm like, oh, okay. This is like podcast fodder. Yep. You put it Here in the bank. Yep. So earlier in the week, uh, there's a client that came in because she was having a problem in her community. Okay. So... Like with her HOA? Sort of. Okay. So... Here's where the Miami of it all comes. <laughs> she has un santero oh. in her community. Okay. I forget how many doors down mm-hmm. they live. And to be clear, this is not our sandwich. No. Okay. okay. Or our wings. No. Right. Okay. No, a legit santero. Okay, got it. Right. Got it. Like the the ones you find anywhere, but they're even better and more effective in Hialeah. Well, this is true. Right. I'm sure santeros in Hialeah have more power. They do. I can't, I can't verify that, but we just know. Like, do you think that Un Santero has the same power in Pinecrest? I know. <laughs> oh, 
I mean, why bother? Or, or like Homestead? Why bother if you're in Pinecrest? <laughs> anyway, she had a problem because there's a Santero mm-hmm. that is in her community. I forgot how many doors down from where she's at. Okay. That keeps throwing dead chickens in the corner of her block. Because you know the thing with that with, with yes. uh, Rujeria has to be in a corner. Yes. And it's it's an intersection, right? Yes. yes. And she says that she has <clears throat> video footage of it because of her ring. Oh, the yes, right. rings are very helpful ring, now. Yeah. Ring. But here's the thing. Oh god. I had talked to her about the phone in the phone over this. Okay. And I told her, listen. Un- unless it's like l- the only way we could do this is like littering. It's like, a, but it's almost but, like a fine. But, but then the thing with littering is that you have to catch them littering. Right. And this person, no, but I have footage of him walking in front of my house, you know, at two in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm like, well, did you see the dead chicken in his hand? And did you right. see him throwing it at the corner? And she's like, no. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know about that. Right. But I'm like. Bring me over the bylaws of the association so I could take okay, a look at that. Okay. And I started looking through the bylaws of the association and I had a moment because oh I stopped and I go, wait, <laughs> am I really, am I really going through the bylaws of somebody's HOA to see if there's a Santero clause? <laughs> like, I was trying to Santa's lesser known right, brother. Like, like a clause on like sacrifice. Right. Like a religious exemption. Uh, like, what am I looking clause? for here? Right. Exactly. I'm like, right. what am I doing? Like, I had a, like, I had a moment. And, and Sir, I was, you have just Miami I was more trying, than Miami has. I, I was trying to find maybe because HOA clauses do have sometimes sometimes like a nuisance policy. Like a dumping or uh, Well, something. like a nuisance. Because okay. the thing is that, you know, again, this is all how hard to prove. You know, I mean, what was she going to do? Go to the next HOA meetings and go, I know you're throwing dead chickens in the corner of my house. Like. Right. It's a little bit hard, right? So, again, I, I didn't really have much resolution for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I told her what I tell a lot of people. I told her, look, ma'am, if you know that it's him, I told her, have you talked to him? And she's right. like, no. I'm like, okay, if you know Step that one. it's him, just try to amicably solve this or resolve right. this. I mean, go and speak to him and tell him, look, I've seen you. I know it is. This is bothering me. I don't want it to be a big deal. You know, go do it wherever you want. But please, you know, I'm in the, cor- right, in right. the corner of my house, whatever, whatever, whatever. That's what I told her to do. But I, but again, I was sort of like, wait, are we really going through this person's HOA like huge, you know? I like, guarantee you they don't do that in Connecticut. Bylaws to see how I can, like how I could catch the guy doing Santeria rituals. Like, what are we going to charge like, him with? Like, what are we doing this Santeria undercover? Like, you know, Santeria in the middle of the night. Clandestine Santeria. Like... And that, that's when I'm like, this is this couldn't be more Miami yeah. if you tried. You were miami so hard. I'm surprised Billy Corbin didn't show up to make a documentary Yeah, Billy, yes, yes. <laughs> that's a great segue into what, what I wanted to talk about. Yes. <laughs> well, so, that's what I'm here for. So now that you said Billy Corbin and documentary, of yes. course, those two go hand in hand. It's, as they should. Billy Corbin. Uh, we were going to talk about it last week, but somehow we didn't. Yeah, we forgot. Um, but Billy Corbin recently released in the last few days or a few weeks mm-hmm. um, his latest uh, documentary on Hulu called God Forbid, yep. which is pretty much the fall of Jerry uh, Falwell Jr. Yep. and the pool boy. So... For those of you who've seen it, you know exactly <laughs> what we're going to talk about. For those of you who have not seen it, I think it was Billy Corbin himself who said, or, or somebody that I read said, it has everything you think about Miami. Corruption that somehow ends in a real estate deal gone bad. 
And mortgage brokers. Mortgage brokers are always invested. Yes. Mortgage brokers are somehow involved there. But anyway, so the documentary is about, um, again, Jerry uh, Falwell Jr., who is uh, the son of the infamous uh, televangelist and, and, well... Was he televangelist or, or... You know, I don't know if he was a televangelist per se, but he was always on TV. Well, because... Well, he... I believe he took over Jim and Tammy's um, business when Jim had his fall. Well, that's why I don't know if he was like... A, right. But he was always on TV. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, I remember yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, but he's so, a, the president of... of uh, what's the university Liberty called? University. Liberty University. Right? Um, so this is like a family that is big on like white evangelical quote unquote Christian values, Christian values, blah, 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 like hardcore. Right. Um, and him and his wife, uh, were one day here in Miami at the fountain blue as one does, you know, what's so awesome. Did you see when that happened? It happened in, uh, I forgot what month of 2012. And I was thinking about in 2012 when we stayed at the fountain blue for my birthday, were we there? And I was like, what's his name? Giancarlo. Uh, oh shoot! I forgot his the name. guy. The, the I was boy. like, oh, maybe he was our pool boy. I have to look it up because I refuse to have so, us just call anyway, him the pool boy. So for an it, hour. it was it was pretty much them. Uh, Jerry Falwell's wife. What was her name? Sherry. Uh, Stay. Uh, the, the wife. <coughs> she me. liked the pool. The pool, the boy. pool boy. And they attractive started, looking chap. They started uh, Giancarlo Grande. Right. They started a relationship. Becky is her name. Becky. But what I think is great about the pool boy is that the pool boy, Giancarlo, is Cuban from Westchester who went to St. Brendan. Again, you can't get more Miami. So I was like, I'm sure we bumped into him somewhere. He's probably he's, a little younger than us, but not by much. He's down the street from us. Like, I, we've we've been shopping at Publix when Giancarlo was at Publix, and we've we gone to the know fair. Giancarlo's parents. Like, we were at the fair at one point when Giancarlo yeah. was at when the fair. When he said yeah. that, he's like, "Oh, you know, I'm Cuban American. Check from Miami. Check from Westchester." I was like, "Like, oh. he went to St. Brendan." I was like, "Oh, like, oh, so like we." Actually, maybe Jose knows his family. Like, we know you. Like, <laughs> even if we don't know, know you, you, we know, we know you. you. We know yeah. you. Yeah. But, you know, and again, I, I'm, I'm not going to go over the whole documentary, but in true Miami style, even though this had to do with corruption and hypocrisy of, you know, a tele, you know, um, uh, evangelical a Christian and, and all that comes with that and the fact that they were having uh, um, a throuple, which... Again, you do you. Here's the thing. That's not a problem in and of itself. Right. The problem becomes when you are the head of a university that literally has rules that people can't even drink, know, drink, can't date or whatever. And then you go to the Fountain Blue and you're, you know, drinking Mai Tais left and right and in the corner getting off to your wife being brailed by the pool boy. Right, right. That's but what, where but, I have But an again, issue. what I loved about the documentary was that what led to all of this happening because then Falwell, I mean, Trump has a lot to do with this because then Falwell does the endorsement of Trump yes. in 2016, which is a lot gets him the right. A lot of yeah. people think that that endorsement, which made Christian uh, evangelical which, Christians yeah, yeah, yeah. vote for Trump yeah. and be such fans of Trump, um, it legitimized him exactly in, in that way. Yeah. Exactly. So when he gets even more attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry Falwell Jr., right? right? 
then now he's like in every you know he he's made national attention yeah he's at the top so of the he's chain. on everybody's radar right so then that's when people start looking into him and then they see this shady real estate deal and that went down here digging. in miami with shady realtors and mortgage brokers and i'm like again because you, as what does billy corbin always say miami is the wait the sunny place for shady people yes sir and I'm like, of course, it's a Miami shade story. Of course. There's realtors and mortgage brokers involved. That's all you need and to again, know. And again, nothing against realtors and mortgage brokers. I, a few years ago, I went out to get a real estate <laughs> That's license. True, you did. I never ended up getting one, but, but, you know, there's a lot of people in that profession here that probably shouldn't be yeah. um, and aren't for the wrong reasons. But I'm like, this is like beautifully Miami. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful disaster. Como it's, dice, okay, Kelly, Kelly Clarkson. Clarkson. That it's funny because I had actually heard about that story about maybe a year ago. And those um, of you who have not watched it, go watch it. Go now. watch Double it. Watch. It's fa- it's fantastic. Um, and it's not a long watch. It's like what an, like hour, an hour, hour and a half, hour and take. minutes. Yeah. I had heard about the story maybe about a year ago or so because I listened to a podcast about it, and then I heard another podcast. So, but a lot of times lately, I found that by the time documentaries come out, I've already heard like two or three podcasts about something. I'm sure you can relate, Elizabeth Holmes. Yes, I told you I should be an expert witness on Elizabeth. You, I, Holmes. I think you. Sh- I I think they should mount Elizabeth Holmes the musical, and you should write it. Okay, <laughs> like we can get the back. I know where it starts, <laughs> and you know where it ends. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> What I find fascinating about the entire thing is, again, I, I love, I, I love a story where people who are hypocrites get taken down. Yeah, you know, that's just I live for that. But this is like hypocritical, like on another level, right? Because these are people who went around telling other people how to live their life, right? Right, they had a lot of power. And how dare you, you know, think that I can't tell you, and you're doing something wrong, and you're wrong, and you're wrong, and you're wrong, and, you're wrong. and they were going out and doing. All of the things that they were saying were wrong. She, she, they nothing had, they did was wrong. Let me be very, very she strict had about sex this. with the with the pool boy in her kids' bed, bed. Mm-hmm. and they videotaped it. And he was there watching it because he likes being a cock. You know, like it, it's it is what it is. What I, what I think is so indicative of that entire hypocrisy, religiosity world, is that immediately when they got caught. Who did they shift the blame to? Him. Her. Well, yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. Her. He, Jerry Falwell Jr. threw his wife under the bus. Immediately, it was like, oh, you know, she sinned. Yeah. She sinned. We, we're we going to pray for her. But she, look, it was her. It was her. It was her. And then not until Giancarlo started actually going to the media and released the video, which they show in the the, the, the documentary, where he's talking to, to Becky and then... Jerry Falwell Jr. comes out like in the doorway, like you know, hey buddy, how are you? Oh my god, blah blah. I'm like, right, you had no clue about anything. Let me ask you this though. Let me ask you this though. Regarding to regarding Giancarlo, Giancarlo, the the pool boy, Mm. was there ever a moment that you were like, dude? It's like one decision after another bad decision. It's like, come on. Yeah, but you know, it's called our 20s. You know what though? That's why I asked you. I asked you. That's why I asked you that because. There was a moment that I'm, I, I was like, dude, no se come mierda. Like, right. I, you know what? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of side with that sentiment for a minute because we're not talking about something that went on for like a couple of weeks. Right. Like this went on years. Right. So there is a point where you either, either you're being tremendo come mierda, naive, or you think you know what you're doing. Right. And, and he, uh, something he and said during the documentary 
several times it was like, oh, it was then that I realized. Oh, it was later that I realized. Oh, it was then right. what and I what saw. Was, and what was the end game for him? Right. And, 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 you know, and he would be like, for example, when he was the part of the documentary, and, and I'm going somewhere with this, the okay. part of the documentary when he's, he moves to D.C., and he goes yes, to Georgetown yeah, yeah, yeah. and he gets a job at like a really good universe uh, at a really good firm. Right, right, right. But then they find out about it because he's he's trying to leave them. Right? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. then he's like, oh, but, you know, I told her, you know, he told uh, yeah, Becky, Becky's uh, Becky. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but why did you tell her? Like, and then she sabotaged him. Right, right, right. It's like, dude, no se tan como me idiota. Do you, but think, then, you, do you know think what, it's because though? he went to a private school? But then you know what, though? The, you know, because nowadays we use the word grooming a lot, right? Right. And I'm like, he was 20. And then I think if I would have been 20 years old and I've always, I mean, you've known me since I was 10 years old. Right. I've always been somebody who's had a very good head on his shoulders. Right. And I've yeah. always, I, I never went through like a crazy phase because I've always been very like, yeah, your crazy phase was like, you know, not using a straw with oval team. <laughs> Like, you know, I've never yeah. gone through like a crazy party face because right. I've always been very not that people that do are not, but I've always been very like that's just no, not who you are. That's just not that's, who you. No, that's not I'm you. staying in my lane, right? right? And I'm like, I think I would have fallen into that because like he's only twenty, and you're dealing with such powerful, persuasive, manipulative people that know your weaknesses. They know how to play you. And they know how to groom you, you know? And, they pro- and, and you're probably not the first. Right. And, and that's why I tell you that, like, on the one hand, I'm like, dude, no seas tan come mierda. Right. You know, pero que te pasa a ti? Like, right, 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 you come right, from right. Westchester. You're like, Cuban. God like, damn it. You know, you grew up on Bird Road. Yes. <laughs> like, come on. Like, but then it's. You know, it's not the hood like A-Rod, but still. Yes. But then it's like, okay. But you were dealing with people that are masters at deception. Right. So, that's true. You have to give this person a little bit of grace and be like, it's okay, fair enough. Yeah. But I just wonder at what point did it go from just being like, dude, I'm banging this hot cougar, yeah. you know, like twenty something, like bragging to your friends type of mm-hmm. a situation, to well, I guess I'm in a throuple now. Well, but you know what though, like I just wonder. But that, that's why when in, we in, say in his, when in, we say you know, we don't know him, but we know him, right? Just think about the fact that he was twenty, and then a few months later. There, he's buying this multi-million dollar real estate because that's something they that's explain true, in, in yeah. the video that um, the Flawfawells buy him a hostel in South Beach and he's like, he didn't obviously pay for it, but mm. he's part owner of it. So now he's part owner of a multi-million dollar yeah, thing. He's, Can he's you in. just imagine, he's involved. you know, here in Miami, be like, bro, you know, like I'm hanging out with some big money. You yeah, know? I'm banging We're, this chick yeah, and her husband yeah, bought me yeah, a, a building. We're going to make some moves. We're going to make some moves, bro. We're going to make some moves, bro. We're going to make some moves. And we're going to then. We're going to be popping bottles. We're going to be popping bottles at 11. <laughs> bro. Bro, come on. <laughs> You know that that's how we do it in the 305. You know that that's how that went down, right? The fact right? that we were able to do this off the cuff right, well, shows how how much we know him without knowing him. Right. Well, we are from here. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> right, right. We, we grew up with, with these cats. Right? We could write the book about this. Like. Oh, my God. No, you're right. I mean, yeah, 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 you're right. <laughs> And I can, I can, I can bet, I bet you the call. Yo, Giancarlo's killing it, bro. Like, bro. we got to get in on that. I know. Did you see? Did you see, bro? He, like, picked up the tab last night and shit. <laughs> bro, that tab was, like, 12 Gs. He I dropped know. 12 Gs at 12, bro, 11. He put that card down. He didn't even look. <laughs> it was a black card. It was like- <laughs> 
Yeah. Pero estaba durmiendo en la casa de dos padres en el oh, cuarto. Oh, yeah. Of course he was. He was 20. <laughs> Probably getting Wi-Fi from his neighbor. <laughs> I, I will say where the documentary kind of lost me a little bit was toward the end. Um, I, I, I see what Billy was 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 trying to do and how he was trying to tie it to current events. I just, I don't think he's wrong, but I just, it felt a little heavy handed. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end where it was just like, and because of this, now we have Donald Trump and it's well, all, honestly, I see what he was trying to interweave, but I just felt the way it was done was I a did, little. I didn't know. I knew mm. about this because I remember when it happened right. uh, two, three years ago uh, when the, the, mm. the scandal broke. The scandal broke. But I didn't, I guess I didn't realize that, you know. How intertwined everything was. How intertwined was. Donald Trump was there. And then, uh, right. again, the, the curveball, nobody stopped coming. All of a sudden, Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold, this is the documentary. Who would have thought, just as Roseanne goes down, Tom Arnold comes up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who saw that coming? Yeah. So, yeah. All right. But speaking of, as we said at the beginning, we just got through the 2022 elections. I just want to bring it up for two reasons. Number one, because as you are sitting right in front of the stack of propaganda that I got. That is what it is, propaganda. Pick it up. And how much does that feel like to you? We're going to take a picture of this, listeners, so you can see the amount of just mailers that I got. Okay, I, I kept it from the beginning. Was, if this was, uh, if I was at the gym. Okay, that's fair. It's just probably like, it's not five pounds. It's probably like two, two and a half pounds. Okay. I'll just mail. Yeah. I so when the first couple of ones started coming through when election mm-hmm. season started, I was like, I'm gonna save them and I'm gonna see how much I get in just mailers and mailers and mailers about every single candidate. Because remember, I'm registered as an independent, so in theory, everybody should be trying to get. I don't my get vote. shit. <laughs> it's like two pounds of just paper. No, no, when I came in and I saw it, when I came in and I saw it, I was a little surprised because even though I'm very politically active and I work in politics, I, I'm not registered as an independent, so nobody cares about me. Like, right. Nobody <laughs> wants to win me over, you know? But it's just insane to me the amount of money that goes into these mailers. Like, if they would just... Honestly, if, if, you, if you saved money on the mailers, you could probably send each of us a check for at least... Two hundred dollars. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. This is just this is a lot. I'm going through it now. <laughs> He's going and, one by one, and it's like the rhetoric on these things are just awful. Um, and it's across the board. Let me tell you, because it's everybody. Because, it's across the board, but there's because, more, no, no, no. But what I mean, what, what I mean, what I mean by across the board is like there are some that are like not f- directly from a candidate, <laughs> so you are getting it. You know, okay, Diana Cabrera's from uh, Diana Garcia wishing, wishing you a happy birthday. Wishing you a happy yeah. birthday. I, well, let me ask you this though, because I for guess the record, you, none of this makes any difference. Well, to me that was the, that's what I was going to ask you. As an independent voter, right? Do do these type of things have any type of effect on you? This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Everybody knows the holidays can be a time of great joy and togetherness with the food, parties, and family. But they can also be a time that causes us to feel anxiety, stress, or even depression. And let's face it, having your tia tell you que cambies la cara during dinner doesn't exactly help. What you need, and maybe your tia también, is a gift to yourself. The ability to speak with a professional about your experiences. Enter BetterHelp, a customized online therapy provider BetterHelp offers therapy options that align with your time, 
via phone, video text, or even live chat sessions with a certified therapist. BetterHelp's customized approach matches you with a therapist in under 48 hours based on your needs and creating the opportunity to help you better understand yourself. And as a special offer for Pero Let Me Tell You listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash pero. It's already more affordable than in-person therapy, and now you can save on your first month. There's even a gifting option if you'd like to help someone you care about understand the benefits of therapy in their life. We should all have a happy holiday season, and BetterHelp has helped millions take the first step in that path. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash pero. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast and this episode. They do, but I think they don't have the effect they want it to have. And I will tell you why. Not, I don't think I'm smarter than the average person, but I do work in marketing. And I, I look at these things through the lens of a marketer, which is if you are a product, right? Let's pretend that these, are, these people, that's what they are. At the end of the day, they're a brand, they're a product. If you are a product and you show up, okay, if you're Coca-Cola and you show up and you don't tell me why Coca-Cola is the best, but the only thing that you have that you do is tell me why Pepsi is not good, mm-hmm. my radar, my defenses kind of go up immediately because I'm like, well, what's Coca-Cola trying to hide? Well, but unfortunately, I mean, I understand what you're saying. And I, and, but that's and because I, I look at it from that, and, and from, no, no, from no, no, a marketer lens. I agree lens. with you 100%, but that's where we are right now with politics. But that's why I say that doesn't work Not only me. mailers, but just the commercials. Right, right, right. right. And when, when politicians do any type of public speaking, it's always attacking the other side, right. not talking about your solutions. Very rarely are your plans or your solutions or your suggestions, right. your platform, right. are the main topic the focus, of... Yeah or main focus of what you're trying to get out there as a candidate. Yeah, it's, I, it's always, the, it's fear mongering. I have told we, you. We, we, live in a, we live in a time right now where mm-hmm. politics is about fear mongering. What are the immigrants going to do to you? What yeah. are the liberals going to do to you? What are the conservatives going to do to you? What are the drag queens doing to your children? They're what is CRT fabulous. doing to your children? You know, what, right. what, what all it's fear mongering. It's right. complete fear mongering, and people respond very well to that, even if it's irrational. Um, it's emotional. It's emotional. It's emotional. It's emotional. It's emotional. I, I will say I, I want to read, um, and I and I don't know if if you probably already read it, but I do want to read um, what Ana Navarro posted uh, yesterday. It was about as of right now, it, it's you know a day or so ago. So she, this is a post that she put on Instagram, and it's a picture of Aneta Veo, and then on either side of her, one side is Maduro, the other side is Castro. So her post, which I think she has a very valid point, so I'm bringing it up. I'm a Miami-Dade voter. It's not rocket scientists, rocket science. This is the kind of shit, propaganda and lies, voters there have been receiving for years. Misinformation has taken hold. Democrats ineffective combating it and have been grossly negligent re-grassroots and party building. Trump slash GOP have been laser focused on the county, gave a lot of attention consistently for six years, not just last minute during elections. In 2018, DeSantis barely won by the skin of his teeth against a black progressive little known mayor. In the years in between, the Florida GOP invested in registering new voters and painting Democrats as scary socialists. Democrats ignored the smoke alarms, fell asleep at the wheel. 
Even worse, Democrats nominated Christ, a recycled has-been political mercenary who's done nothing his entire life but run for political office, change parties based on convenience, not conviction, and work on his tan. It deflated enthusiasm. DeSantis went from winning by 0.4% to winning by 20%. 20. The whole damn house burnt down. Don't hate me for stating the truth. So... There is a lot to unpack there. And as, and as we know, I, I believe Anna is still officially, at least on paper, a registered Republican. There's a lot to unpack there. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And I think she's right on practically everything. On 228 episodes of the podcast. Everybody yeah. knows where I lean politically. I say this over and over again. I've worked in politics for quite some time now. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes as a main gig, sometimes as a side gig, but I've, uh, in consulting and strategy and field, um, I've done a lot of different things in politics. I love politics. I breathe politics. It's my, okay. it's <laughs> my thing. So, um, yeah, the problem is, and I'm going to try to speak to this in an unbiased manner. The problem is, so let's first unpack the big one, which is Ron DeSantis. I'm not, I'm not going to make a case for or against him. Let's right? talk about the campaign. All right. The point is, Ron DeSantis right now is sort of lightning in a bottle. He's really hot right now. He's got momentum. He's he has momentum. He's young. He gets people excited. Even if you disagree in everything that has to do with what he represents, he gets people as far as a political figure. He gets people riled up. Mm -hmm. Like one way or the other. (laughs) He gets people riled up. There's energy there. Right. Right. Usually, it's very, very, very hard to unseat an incumbent. Um, governor. Mm-hmm. Well, an incumbent anyone. Right, right. General, but specifically yeah. governor. So if you are going to have somebody run against him, <clears throat> it needs to be somebody whose energy is right, up there. Right. And we, as Democrats, came up with Charlie Crist, who has been a Republican, an independent, and now a Democrat. Next time he'll probably be a Whig. So if now... <laughs> If now somebody accuses him of changing his political uh, uh, um, affiliation um, affiliation, as the wind blows, can you say that's not true? Right. Problem number two. He elected as a running mate. And he who, sorry. Car- Charlie Crist. Okay. Problem number two. And this is my podcast. So <laughs> our podcast. So I get to say here yeah, my opinion. Exactly. He elected somebody to be his running mate that he should have not. Okay. Uh, Carla Hernandez. Carla Hernandez may be a wonderful person, and I'm sure she's a lovely leader, like a, a lovely person and a great leader. Right. She She's a um, head of a teacher's union. That's right. That's right. Right? And very respected in what she does. But she was not a good running mate. Why? She had a tweet that mm-hmm. was very controversial. Okay. Right? She tweeted when Fidel Castro died. She tweeted... Oh, people in Miami are crying, are, are celebrating. People in Cuba are mourning. Oh, so he wanted to lose Miami. So, 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 so <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So when when that tweet first came into light, I'm like, oh, this is probably a thread, right? Right. A thread of tweets that they just got that one tweet and, uh, right, and right. screenshot it and, 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 and blew it up. Context, context. No, right. that no. is what she said. No, that was it. That was what she said. Full and stop. you know what? 
just because she said that doesn't make her a communist and it doesn't make her a socialist, blah, 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 blah. What the it does make is, her. You just gave a huge right. gift to your opposition. You gave it to them in a silver platter with a big red bow. Because you know what happened when they found out about that? They started calling her Cala, Cala Comunista. Right? Uh, and we right? love alliteration. And, and unfortunately, maybe somewhere else that would have not disqualified her. But in Miami, that disqualifies her. Yeah. Yeah. And and again, it doesn't speak to her character. She maybe could have been a great lieutenant governor, maybe better than Charlie Crist. It doesn't have to do with what she It's she not does. about that right now. But the problem is that when you are running in a state where communism and socialism are such an issue that they use against you, you, you have to be cannot to that. have any type of ambiguity right. as to that. So that's the problem number, the first, the, like the huge problem. Which the, is kind of why I thought Val Demings was a great choice because as a cop, she would come out all the time and be like, I'm not defending the police. I'm yeah. not, so you can't attack her yeah, there. Yeah, but the problem is that Val Demings was going against Martin. No, 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 no. But what I mean is as, on paper, right. as far as a but, candidate, and, and that the, makes the, sense. The, 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 the problem with Marco Rubio, uh, well, not problem if you like him, but Marco Rubio is a Cuban, Cuban golden, golden boy. boy. There is nothing that Marco Rubio can do. No, it's true. That, he, and he does nothing. Uh, that, that. <laughs> And, and, and again, I'm not, even, I'm not even trying to be critical of the policies. I'm just trying to talk this as straight as I can right. um, without having a heart attack. Um, to the Cuban community, Marco Rubio is sort of a god. Right. So notice that there's other Cuban politicians like Lincoln Diaz Balart, you know, but the one Who we always won. hear about, right, is Manco Rubio because to, Manco Rubio is like pious almost. Yeah, he, there's some type of promise. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what it is, but, it, but it's, it's, it's pious. He's going to lead us to the to something, to something, to right? something. Um, so just overcoming that is very difficult. Um, the biggest problem, <clears throat> I mean, if you, you really want to talk about uh, performance in terms of what she said. Uh, and I had a stint at the Democratic Party last year. That's right. Is it's very badly organized. Um, there's no at a state level. On a state level, there's no money in being invested in Florida. These campaigns are very expensive. Ron DeSantis, I think, had over $200 million in his campaign, <laughs> whereas Charlie Crist had a few million. Um, Aneta Deo, who <laughs> was running for the United States. Uh, Congress mm -hmm. to be in the House of Representatives. She was running for Congress, right? You know how much she received from the party? A little bit over $50,000. That's it? That's it. Whereas on the Republican side, these candidates were receiving millions from it. And I'm not hating on it. Why? Mm -hmm. Because they had their shit together. Use your resources. They, yeah. they, now, <clears throat> an argument could be made, mm -hmm. which is a very valid argument, that there's... You know, Ron DeSantis did something this year that was sort of illegal. He rammed down the Florida legislator, a brand new um, voting map. Uh, redistricting. Redistricting mm -hmm. map, like without any type of due process. He passed it and he was, and you know, the, the idea was like he passed it. So even if later it's found to be unconstitutional right. or valid. It, what, the, happened, the what happened? What happened? The election. The election right, right. Whatever right. happened at the election. Um, happened, right. And gerrymandering and all that. So th there's definitely an argument there. But Republicans are very well organized. They never, if they lose an election, you know what they do? The next day, they keep with outreach. They keep and keep and keep and keep with outreach. Why do you think that is compared to the Democratic Party? Because I think that Democrats, whatever, whatever insight and, and you I think had that Democrats, and I see this time and time and time again, Democrats, we want to lead with values and morals. And like people are going to do the right thing. We have to be compassionate. We have to help people. That doesn't work anymore in politics. Right? Did it ever. Right? Because... There's a saying in politics that says, 
Democrats try to do the right in an election. Mm -hmm. Democrats try to do the right thing. Republicans try, try to, to win. win. And they do. And you can't hate them. Like, I'm not going to be That's there. the goal. I'm the goal is to win. I'm not be like, you know, fucking Republicans organized and they had outreach and they knocked They had their doors, shit together. Right? right? <laughs> they, did what, right? they did the right thing. They, right? They, they, yeah. I mean, I, I've said this story uh, a few times to like my personal circles. Last year, I was working as a digital director for... Um, someone who was gonna who was running for office and they later got out um but we started a grassroots campaign that got a lot of momentum and early on and mm -hmm. and this was like over a year and a half prior to now it would have been this election right. now yeah, 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 right. right this started in in february of last year yeah. so almost two years out yeah and the whole idea was we're gonna start at a grassroots. We're Get out there. You, right. We're gonna have you. It was it was for a smaller precinct, so it had a very finite number. Like you can knock on these many doors. You could have right. This Feasibly, you can see a hundred. You already spoke to your whole um, your base. Your base. Well, your whole con uh, constituents. Yeah. You go and you speak to them again. You go and you right. speak to them again, and that's how you get known. And I'll never forget that when when their campaign started to grow a little bit that they brought in, yeah, the, the experts. Right. They're like, no, canvassing and walking is a terrible idea. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like, And, and why would they say that? Because some people <laughs> believe that. They, they, they believe that <clears throat> engagement doesn't matter. And <clears throat> engagement is everything. And Republicans are very, very good at that. I would find that interesting stance considering that we live in a social media world where everything is measured by engagement. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Well, well, I will counter that. Not, not, that. not just by social media, but I mean, if you're, if, I mean, engagement is key now. In the, in the sense that there's many people in politics, <coughs> in, in both sides, that mm. are, that, uh, Twitter, 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 now mm -hmm. TikTok. And I'm like, that's great and dandy, and that's wonderful, but Twitter doesn't vote. No, 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 no. Right. I, sorry, I don't mean you have to be on them, but what I mean is, when you see things like, again, going back to the marketing and the brands, brands, they don't just look at the reach. They look at the engagement of, example, of their campaigns. You see all these, you so see engagement all these is key here? to what you you're saying. Here? <clears throat> if one of these people, would have, all these mailers that you have, mm -hmm. if somebody here would have knocked on your, would have knocked on your door a year mm -hmm. and a half ago, you'd have been like, I don't know you. Like, right. give me your paper and I'll throw it away two minutes later. And then two they months come, later. They come three or four months later like, hey, hi. Oh, I remember you. Oh, hmm. Oh, yeah, you're so and so. Right. That person comes again. Oh, wow! Yeah. You've come to my place three times. You're at, you're being active. Or somebody from your your campaign. Mm -hmm. Oh, you guys are really you know engaging with oh, us. Oh, you're back. Right. Yeah, right. Right. That's what you do, and that 
doesn't happen within the Democratic Party. I, I last year I rang that alarm within my own circles of how just there wasn't outreach, there wasn't um, there, there there just isn't, and and people people think that voters are going to do that. that you know, for example, the whole th thing with abortion. Abortion did play a big role in yesterday's. Did, yes, yes. But I but I think I even said it to you or may have said it here. That happened, what, four months ago now? Or three or four months ago now? Six months, let's say. Which in politics, that's about, you know, a millennia. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless it's an October surprise. Right. Right? Nobody's voting it, It's that. a millennia. It, right. it still had an effect. But right? not as much as when you go to the gas pump. Right. right. It's always the economy. And lastly, what I will say is... I've, you know, I've been a lifelong liberal and, and Democrat. I have never been a Republican. And I'm the first one to see when my party messes up. And something that Democrats have to, have to be very consistent on is the issue with socialism. Democrats are not socialist and they're not, uh, let alone communist. They're not, are there socialists in the Democratic Party? Of course, just like there's, you know, extremists in the Republican right, right. Party, right? But the Democratic Party is not a party of socialism and it's not a party of, let alone communism, right? right. As such, we cannot, especially in Florida, we cannot be around anyone or anything remotely. You can't even wear red. Remotely affiliated to that. So something that I've noticed is that a lot of times, and I'm not going to mention names, but in reading about this um, mm -hmm. uh, this election cycle now, I read a lot of articles in the New Times, and I think another one was The Insider, where a very prominent political activist here who is a Democrat, mm -hmm. but he's also belongs to DSA, the Democratic Socialist Party. Oh, okay was talking on behalf of the Democratic Party. And I'm like, no, you should not be the person You're shooting making in the these foot. statements yeah. because now what are they going to do? They're going to link you up. Right. Because, for example, they in the case of Aneta yeah. Deo, mm -hmm. and Aneta Deo... Which it, is the picture that, that Ana used on her post. Aneta Deo, I'll, I'll tell you this, and we'll wrap up now so we can move on to the next topic. In all the years that I've been involved in politics... <clears throat> I have never believed in a candidate more than Aneta Deo. And she was running against Maria Elvira Salazar. <laughs> Which is not a real person. Right. Maria Bila Salizar, that's a person. Yes. Mar Hi, I'm Maria Elvira Salazar. I, I, she was running against her, right? Yeah. Aneta Deo, I have never believed in a candidate more than her. That woman has integrity. She has compassion. She's honest. She's everything you want in a public servant, no matter what your ideology is, mm -hmm. right? Aneta Deo's father, she's Colombian, yeah. was kidnapped by a Marxist group. Oh, wow. Right? So her entire life has been shaped by that. And she has always been aggressively against socialism and communism. Aggressively. Of course. I mean, that, that All shapes All that you. Maria Salazar has to do, Maria Elvira Salazar has to do, as you see here yeah. in your mailers, Aneta Deo es una socialista, and Cubans lose their money. And what do they base that off on? Nothing. Of? Okay. No, because again, I see pictures of her like next to like Castro and, and Maduro. So I'm just wondering, like, did she? No, no, no. That's a Photoshop picture of her. No, next yes, to... but but right. did she meet with these people? Did she? No, no. But Maria Elvira Salazar did. Yeah, she's interviewed them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So you know, a, which a... they which they also I saw several ads where they were touting that as a as a con. For... Oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. From I my see this one right here. And and you know, that's where we live now in tribal politics. And mm -hmm. and you know, the truth doesn't matter anymore. Um, it's the narrative you want to paint of someone. Mm -hmm. And here, particularly in South Florida, it's an easy way to paint Republicans the Republicans will always post uh, somebody as a socialist. But what do I always say to that? See. Los cubanos no resisten el socialismo. Down with socialism and investing in social programs. Pero Hialeah has the highest per capita enrollment of Obamacare. Uh, everybody in my, half of <laughs> Miami is on Section 8 housing. Especialmente los abuelos y las abuelas cubanas. El momento que llega eh, cualquiera de Cuba. Eh, uh, they, they are on Medicare and Medicaid. Y los food stamps. Eh, and the food stamps. And uh, what is it? The track phone? The well, government, oh, the government, the government eh, yes. track phone. Now see, one time I was talking to a relative of mine that came from Cuba like six or seven Not years ago. Not just track ago, phone. Eh, like six or seven years ago. And she was talking. She was having a full conversation with my parents about this. But I was there. And she She's like, no, mija, porque tú sabes que la semana, me pasado, whenever, me operé de la vesícula y quedé nueva. Mm -hmm. This person has been here like five years. Okay. And I tell her, ¿y tú pagaste algo por la operación? And she's like, no, 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 el Medicare me lo cubrió right, todo. Right. And I'm like, qué, qué bueno, porque yo, ok, right. que soy de aquí. Para ir al dentista. Pa, ok, <laughs> pa, yo tengo un deducible de 10 mil dólares. O si yo voy al hospital, yo right. tengo que prácticamente pagar eso. Okay, y yo prácticamente nací aquí. Pero qué malo es el socialismo, ¿verdad? Like we hate social programs, we hate it until they pay for what, what until, you know. And, and obviously, it, right. obviously, social wealth, social programs, it's and socialism social, right, are not right, the same thing. Right. But if you hear these people chant against socialism, it's like no. Right. right, but it's like ah, pero cuando te toca a ti, all of a sudden, you know, you change your you change your tune, your tune a little bit, right? So. Ay, Dios mío. You know what I wanted to mention? Changing. So, as we probably saw uh, this week, Aaron Carter passed away. Oh, yeah. I, by no means, was an Aaron Carter fan. I mean, I knew, like, his two songs. Um, by virtue of being alive. I, I had heard it. But you know what? <clears throat> it's, it's, it's very sad because... You could tell he was so troubled. And and I, yeah. as his brother Nick Carter said, you know, the real villain here is substance abuse and uh, mental mm -hmm. illness. Yeah. Did you see what he looked like out of prior? Yeah. His face was full of tattoos. Like he was somebody who you clearly saw was in crisis. And, and the reason I'm, I'm bringing him up is because, you know, we're so quick to judge celebrities and we're so quick to like, you know, claw at them and be like, oh, what problems do they have? You're a loser. Right. You're this, you're that. But I mean, again, imagine going through what you're going through in the public eye. Yeah. And, and, you know, now everybody's like, oh, poor Aaron Carter, poor Aaron Carter. Every time this happens to a celebrity, it's always the same thing. Right. Yeah. But when Aaron Carter was two years here, ago, yeah, two months ago, well, yeah. you were ripping Aaron Carter to shreds, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I don't know. I just thought that was sort of like, Hmm, like a hypocrisy. It is. It's a hypocrisy. It is. It is. It, and it's it's part of the you know keep the media cycle going. Yeah. You know that I had completely forgotten 
Pero completely. That him and Hillary Duff dated. Pero hello, that's why the whole... Don't you remember that Vanity Fair cover with all of the teen actresses that there was tremendo revolu between her and Lindsay Lohan because they had dated, but then they broke up and he was dating Lindsay apparently, and so it became a whole thing. And now Lindsay's doing a Christmas movie. And, and as, as she should be. You know what? I was She was on Good Morning America sometime mm-hmm. this week. Yeah, the promo machine is about to hit. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I have to say that that's probably a really... That was a good idea. Because I feel that Christmas she, movies... She signed a multi-year deal with Netflix. And I feel that Christmas movies film. are fail-safe. There's always going to be a market. Yeah. And there's a formula. And if it does bad, it's not like, bueno... It's not like you were on Titanic and Titanic, you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> Sank. There's, no, there's, no no bo- there's no box office, right. number right. one, you know? And again, Christmas. Who doesn't want to watch a Christmas movie? Yeah. You know, you put it on, even if it's background noise. But again, the stakes aren't high. That's what I mean. Like, even the if it's st- background noise, the stakes aren't the streams. High. But if it does well and people like it, it's you get like, the credit. Oh, you get the credit. You get the credit, But yeah. if it doesn't, it's also not terrible either. Right. So I think it's actually a pretty smart move. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, speaking of Christmas, you saw it's going to have a sequel? I did, and I didn't even know that A Christmas Story was going to have a sequel until like maybe three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny that when I read that it was going to be a sequel, and obviously the same character is yeah. going to be on it, Ralphie, played by Peter Billingsley, I was like, oh, but how are they going to do that? The movie set in the 40s, but the sequel set in the 70s. Yes, which I, I actually have found that I, I'm enjoying more and more movies that are made nowadays that are... And I hate to use period piece because lately period piece means 1982. Right. But I enjoy it more because any movie set nowadays, it's almost like, you know, well, why don't you just pick up your phone and call them? Yeah. Why don't you just Google it? Like, you know, right. it's it, there's, there, like, todo se resuelve, like, rápido. Right. You know, by making it a period piece or another uh, an older time, you can have the stakes be a little right. bit higher, you right. know? We so, really are lost. <laughs> right, yeah. Exactly. You need to stop and ask for directions. There really isn't a phone. Right. And that's how you wind up getting kidnapped, you know? Right, right. yeah. Not, not nowadays where you're like, oh, there's so no it's reception. in the 70s. And, you know, I, I don't have my expectations really high because, again, I love the the, the original so, Christmas so story so, so much. Yeah. Every time I play it, my parents and, like, whoever's in my house is like, oh, here we go again. I'm like, yeah, bitches. Yeah. You're going to deal with it it's today. It's once a year. Yes. It's once a year. Yeah. Like, What's your favorite scene or Christmas story? I know it's a... It's ext- oh, my God. It's extremely problematic, but I love when they go to the Chinese restaurant at the end. It's funny. When they cut the turkeys, the, yeah. the duck's head off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. funny. But I know it's problematic through a certain lens. Eh. Because well, because the, the the way they sing uh, the uh, Deck the Halls or yeah. whatever, like, I understand the problematic of it all. But I just love the fact that this, like, Midwestern, you know, all-American cookie-cutter family had to wind up getting, like, un ganso ahí con el, you know, just butchered. Christmas turkey. Yeah. No, no. No, it was a Christmas Chinese, duck. Chinese turkey. Chinese. Well, it was a duck, but they called it turkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They Chinese turkey. turkey. Well, you know my favorite scene. But Randy, why are oh, you crying? Because like... Dad's going to kill Ralphie. I love it. Like, I rewind it over and over again. I love it. I love it. And I also love, like, there's so many good scenes in that movie. Well, no, that movie's, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? When it's like little shorts. Um, it's like an anthology? No. Uh... Um well, it comes the originally. It's inspired yes. by vignettes. Vignettes, vignettes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the Christmas story, the movie, was is inspired short stories, yeah. by vignettes that yeah. they put together to make the movie. Garrison Keillor, right? Yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. I love when <laughs> when when uh, 
a the mother calls the friend's mom to tell him that oh, she <laughs> and the kid gets the beating right, of but his I life. love how the mom on the other side of the phone is like <laughs> <laughs> Like I love it, I love it, I love it. That movie, you know what's you know what's great about them. Well, I mean, I feel how we fell into that movie is how a lot of people did. You know, that movie came out in 1983 and it was like a bust. Yeah, it wasn't it was a flop. popular. I remember it from being a kid, but it didn't have a cult following. No, until cable, right? And then when TBS started airing it, that was like, I mean, yeah, it's been a while yeah, yeah, yeah. that I got into it, but I'm like, oh man, it's just. It really is. It takes you back to like a simpler time. Like that's yeah. that's the type of movie that you're all in. And I would say that generally speaking, aside from the scene that I just said, even today you can look back on it and it doesn't have any cringe scenes. You know what I mean? Because it's it's one of those movies where it's like, yes, it's of a time, obviously, the 40s or whatever. But there's not a scene there where they're just like, you know, oh, look at the Jews, you know, or you know, there's nothing like overtly yeah. like, oh, shit. Yeah. It's still a very safe yeah. movie. Fragile. To, right. Yeah. It like, must be Italian. Must be Italian. <laughs> you know, I've always thought I'm like, why? I mean, it's fragile. It's fragile. Like, <laughs> why would he not? Say, well, because it's a major award. <laughs> I told you when I went to Cleveland a few years back. Ago, oh, like, that's right. Four, five years ago. I was like, this is where we're first stopping. I already been to because I'd already been to Cleveland. I've already been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We are going to the Christmas Story House first. It's a little museum, right? It's a museum. It's when I got there, it was closed. Aww. It had just closed. Oh, that sucks. But the lamp was in the window. And you were good. And I took a picture of it. And, and I took a, and I was good. I was like, the lamp is in the window. What more do you want? Yeah. And you know that they recreated the house inside to be exactly the same. Really? Yeah. They sort of did a Brady Bunch oh, okay. thing of it. That they recreated the house to, to look exactly the same as it was in the movie. Oh, wow. I, do you remember what Randy gets for Christmas? A Zeppelin. A Zeppelin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, a Zeppelin. Yes. And you know what? That, that's something that I actually love about that movie at the end when they get their toys. That they get toys. Whereas now it would be like electronics yeah. or whatever. They Here's got your toys. Headphones. And, I, and I love, I mean, it's so well done how when they go shopping at Higby's. Yeah. That, that was so typical in the 40s. That you, would, you know, the, the 40s and 50s were the era of the great American department store. Yeah. Right? Yeah, your Macy's and, and Higby, your Sears. Higby's. Um, was a, a real was department store in Cleveland. Um, Detroit had uh, Hudson's, that Macy's obviously in New York. Here we had Burdine's. Marshall Fields was in Chicago. Marshall Fields yeah. in Chicago. Um, I mean, those were a big deal. Like, when you look at well, those you, huge... You would get dressed up. Yes, and when you look at those department stores from back then, they had, like, tea rooms and uh, restaurants yeah. and all that because they were destinations. Yeah, you went there for a couple hours. You weren't tú te just, pasabas el día ahí. Yeah, tú no estabas ahí para comprarte los calzoncillos en cojón. No, no, tú te pasabas yeah, el día yeah. ahí. Yeah. So, that, that I love. Yeah. I wish we could do that again. Let's do it. I know. And so, you have to go to Marshall's and, you know, be in line about 25 hours. The other day I went to Marshall's on a weekday, on a weekday, and it was like 11.20. It wasn't oh, even noon. Because I thought, But okay, did you go, did you, okay, because did you go like on a Tuesday? No, it wasn't a Tuesday. Oh, because Tuesday is Senior Citizen Day. No, it was a Thursday. Oh, okay. And I know for a fact it was a Thursday. It was like 11.20 something. It wasn't even 11.30. So I'm like, okay, this is not the lunch. Right, rush. right, right, right. I'm like, why are there 45 people in line at Marshall's on a Thursday at 11.20 something in the morning? And I just have to buy one thing. <laughs> you know? So, whatever. 
Uh, so before we wrap up, I just wanted to bring up to you something that I kind of mentioned to you in passing last week when we were hanging out because yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are together almost every other day <laughs> in some capacity. All right. You know, if there's one thing we love on this show, it's, it's novelas. And the best part about novelas are the novela actresses. Of course. So I was watching on Netflix. It's only six episodes. You should been, you should just, I literally watched it in like a day because six episodes, each one's about an hour. Right. This will be, I'm going to put this in my list of things to watch. Yes. Now the crown came out this week, but somehow I'm going to end up watching 227. Well, speaking of the crown, this is called Siempre Reinas. Of course. <laughs> and it is four telenovela actresses. It's Lucia Mende, mm -hmm. Laura Zapata, Silvia Pasquel, and Lorena Herrera. Mm -hmm. And they're all together. Does Lorena Herrera, is she always permanently sexy? Like because she, I feel she's the Pamela Anderson of like of, of Spanish novelas. television. Yeah. Okay. Lorena Herrera was kind of like my my low key favorite mm -hmm. because she's actually the funniest one. Mm -hmm. Like she's the comic I relief. Could see that. But I don't think of her that way. I could see that I, because I could see Lucia Mendez taking herself too seriously. And she does. Yeah, like I'm a diva. I'm the biggest name here. Right. And then Laura Zapata's whole thing is that, you know. Pero yo no soy la villana en la vida real, pero sí soy. Like, you know, she's like, she's like, and then she's mean, and they're like, ella se cree que es la villana de la realidad. And she's like, no, es que yo soy así, whatever. To, my favorite thing about this show, okay, the whole conceit is that these, the, the three women uh, know each other and essentially meet Lorena Herrera in the bathroom of a piano bar. And they, you know, they kind of had known her, not really, but they're like, oh, what are you up to? Oh, no, aquí con amigo. Okay, great, whatever. One of the amigos that she's there with is like this record executive producer. But does the six episodes take place in one night? No, 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 no. So, so they wind up singing um, singing at the piano bar because they're like, oh, idea, cantar. And, she, and she's like, ay, Lorena, ven, canta con nosotros. And she's like, okay, whatever. So they wind up singing, which I thought it was great. They wind up singing, a quien le importa. Which, that is amazing. That is the best part about it. And then out of that... That then, is so good that people don't realize how good that <laughs> exactly. is. Exactly. You can, like, they, they're like, you know what? Just do it. Just okay. go for it. So after the singing, the record producer guy apparently the next day invites all four of the women to his house for a lunch. Because he has a great idea. What if they record a song with the four of them together? And so that basically, it, the backbone of the show is them you know, interacting and whatever. Fine. But I love the fact that they met Lorena Herrera in a bathroom. And that from there, they were like, so, so we're a group now. So the show is now. among like, the studio sessions of the song? No, it's, their, it's, it's very Real Housewives. Okay? They always feel like, Jose, watch a couple episodes with me. And I'm like, is this? Because I've never seen a Real Housewives episode. And I'm like, is this what they're all like? He's like, yes. They all go to each other's houses for a dinner, a party, a lunch. Then there's a fight. Then one of them leaves. Then one of them goes after the other one to be like, no, come back. Then they come back. And then they leave again. And I'm like, wow, that's exactly so like what the happened. Biggest diva? So the biggest diva is Lucia Mende. Yeah, I can see that. Is Lucia Mende. But she's also the biggest name. Right. But my favorite, favorite part, aside from the fact that when Laura Zapata invites the women over to her house for a poker game that they never wind up playing poker, but for some reason Laura Zapata comes you down the steps with her purse I in her own house. I a total brain fart. I just realized that Laura Zapata is Talia's sister. Yes. When you're, I was like, Laura, I was like thinking of Mexican, you know, <laughs> middle-aged Mexican soap opera stars. And my, I was like, okay, I was going through like the filing cabinet. Laura Zapata, who, who, who? Laura Zapata. Yes, Talia's like, sister. Yes, a quien le importa, duh. That's why I was like, this is perfect. Yeah. Okay. 
So and I, so there's one point where Lucia Mendez and Lara Zapata are sitting in the house of the record producer. Mm-hmm. He's invited all four of the ladies. They're the only two that have shown up yet. Mm-hmm. They're sitting. They're looking at their phones. Lucia Mendez is always on her phone. Mm-hmm. They're looking at their phones or whatever. And you can hear somebody from the outside saying something like, eh, naranjas, limones, or whatever, right? Like, you know how here we have afilador. Yeah. Okay. So in eso, Laura Zapata puts her phone down, like, kind of, and looks up. She's like, ay, eso me trae recuerdos de cuando me secuestraron. Because she was kidnapped. Yeah, I remember. At gunpoint. And so then she proceeds to start to, like, you know, tell a story about how, like, when she was in the place where they were holding her, she could hear people from the street, you know, selling things, and that's that took her back or whatever. Now, this woman is telling the story of how she was kidnapped at gunpoint, held hostage for money for multiple days. Mm-hmm. Lucia Mendez does not once look up from her phone while she's telling the story. Lucia Mendez is scrolling and saying, I see, ay, que horror, ay, pobrecita, ay, que mal. Like, like, if she had just told did her... Did she go down because of that? Like, if she just told her, I have a hangnail. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, this woman's telling you the story of how she was kidnapped. Again, let me stress, at gunpoint. Yeah. After, at gunpoint. Yeah. And she's like, hmm, oh, wow, yeah, oh, my God, that's so horrible. Wow, sucks for you. Like, it was wonderful. That's my favorite part of the whole yeah. thing. I think I'm going to have to watch it now. You should watch you it. You know that I... Well, as a kid, you know, as many people our age, I grew up watching Lucia Mendez, especially. I thought Lucia Mendez was one of the most beautiful women in the world. I yeah, thought yeah. she was just gorgeous. And even when she did Maria Elena, which was such a oh, I mean, big, big, iconic hit here in Miami in the 90s. You know, she, I, I thought she was gorgeous, but, you know, she, she went down that route of plastic yes, surgery. she did. Yes, she and, did. And um, that didn't end too well. But what I, what I enjoyed the most about it is, you know, I don't watch any of those Real Housewives things. And this was essentially that. But I think the fact that they are four novela actresses, for me, it kind of suspended the disbelief because I'm like, oh, these bitches are in on the joke. They're in on the joke. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. But, but because they're actresses, right? Right, right, right. There's a certain degree of expectation that I want them to be bigger than life. And, right. you know, they were actually restrained compared right. to like your right. Housewives of Beverly Hills. Right. No, but, and also, these, you know, these so it's easy for me to watch These it. women are legit. Like they actually are stars or right. were people that were very relevant at a certain time. Right. And to this day, these housewives aren't really, they're, they're, they're relevant. You know, they're famous because they're famous. Right. Not because. Uh, yeah. Some of them were actresses in their day, um, but, but, but yes, yeah. I just had to share that. I, viewer, uh, listeners, you should watch it. It's, it's great. It's six hours. It's, you know what? Ponlo while you're cleaning the house. This is sort of like some years ago, I always say it, you know, because I'm not bit huge on reality TV. Same. But something that I ate up and I, I can't I can't disown it. I have to own it, actually. I watched I Love New York. And I ate that up. <laughs> I, I ate that up. I and, <laughs> and I remember having like the marathons on VH1 and being like, I realize that I have late, less brain cells now <laughs> at the end of the show than I had at the beginning, but I can't stop. But I'm invested. And we won't stop. <laughs> I'm, I'm invested. It is too, we've come too far. We can't turn back. <laughs> Who knew that one of the people that she had on her show, I Love New York, that's right. Was going to be Jennifer, Jennifer Hudson's, Hudson's husband. husband. And he's like a Harvard-educated lawyer. Yeah, that's the thing. Turned like, pro wrestler. As one does. <laughs> as one does. Listen, lawyer, wrestler, lawyer, podcaster, chicken magnate. Yeah. 
people change. Yeah, we're none of us are one dimensional. No, at all, so, at all. <laughs> that's made me thirsty, as it should. So, I'm, are you ready for your last soda? I'm ready for mine. I am ready. Mine for is it. quick and easy. <laughs> so, I just want to, you know, especially since this was a, um, a, a, a a tough election year and it's finally over, um, I just wanted to give my last soda to everybody out there that work canvassers, working the field. Um, you know, this is a, it's a lot of hard work yeah. going up to people and talking to them about politics and talking to them about candidates, especially in such a polarized time that we live in, no matter what side you're on. Mm -hmm. It's a very difficult job and sometimes it's a think thankless job That's so true. um you know especially here in miami that it's hot and it's humid and you know it, it's a lot of work yeah. so i just you know canvassing and voter engagement is something that is uh it's one of those like very much american traditions that yeah. has been in, in politics for decades if not centuries um and i just you know i think it's important to recognize that um these are the everyday heroes when it comes down to politics so it's really true they need a lot of refreshment uh, so, and especially down here because it's hot as hell yes <laughs> literally so a drink for you that's awesome so mine is actually um i don't want to say it's a similar boat but you know again with the elections over i think people are going through election fatigue and you can also feel like there was just a lot of mudslinging so i found this story originally on the next door app um uh, you know okay i feel i need to join this next door you app. do you do it's great um although the brujeria one that i told you about was it on? i should i should join on that channel you should join that chat um so it was originally on the next door app but um only in dade actually picked it up and so my last soda is actually going to go to a librarian at the South Miami Library by the name of I believe, um, Jenny Hernandez. Now, Jenny Hernandez, on again, originally on Nextdoor, but now also on, I mean, on Only in Dade, had submitted... Sorry. I mean, <laughs> Lucia I mean, okay, Lucia. Like, I, I'm about to tell a very heartwarming story here. No, I'm trying and, to turn and, off this volume on my phone. Sorry. And you're giving me like a musical interlude, like we're doing a Janet Jackson album. Yeah. All right. So she submitted this story. Um, on Thursday, Mr. Ferguson, a single father and his two little boys, Malik and Amir, uh, Malika six, Amir's two, walked into the South Miami Library. Mr. Ferguson let me know he and his kids were at risk of being homeless as of this upcoming Monday. The family members they were staying with were being evicted. Since Thursday, I've been trying to find a place for him and the kids to stay. I've called countless organizations and everyone seems to have their hands tied. Miami resources are completely exhausted. There's too much demand and not enough supply. I've learned several things through this process. Today, more than ever, Miami families are needing to be sheltered. I thought the fact children are involved would add some sort of urgency or expedite things, but it hasn't. And to add to the inefficiency, most places are closed over the weekend. We thought we had until Monday, but yesterday morning, Mr. Ferguson was told his eviction was effective immediately, and he had to leave his home. Mr. Ferguson and his kids had nowhere to go. He called me, and I told him to come to the library with his belongings. And uh, it turns out, actually, that he he had gotten injured at, uh, at his job, so he, had, he wasn't being able to, to work for a while and things like that. The reason I bring this up is because it was picked up by Only in Dade, but before then, just on Nextdoor, the amount of people who chimed in with, here's a phone number to call, here's, ask for this person, do you need, do they need clothing? I have some things from my child that no longer fit them, I can take it, where are they staying? The librarian, she put them up at a hotel that night out of wow. her own pocket. People then started saying, how can we help? They set up a GoFundMe page. I think it was originally for like maybe oh, wow. $3,000. Wow. 
the last time I looked at it, it was over $4,000 had been raised. Um, not only in Dade Cares has, has kind of gotten involved in, in spotlighting it and promoting it, and people have just really come to the aid of this family. And these are the things that I, that I, that I, I cling to when, you know, when, when, you, when you are constantly bombarded with bad news and, you know, it seems like humanity is at its worst and, and, and the, the news is horrible and, 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 you know, crime and murder and, and all this horribleness. Mm-hmm. There is still good in the world and there are still people out there whose instinct is, what do you need? How can I help? I can't give you money. Here's the phone number. Speak to this person. I already told them you're coming. You know, there's so many ways to help that don't always involve, I mean, money helps that don't always necessarily involve, you know, cash. And sometimes just in the case of, of the librarian, Jenny, being there at the right moment and helping to be that, that megaphone to amplify the voice of people in need can go so much further than you ever, ever think. So that My Last Soda goes to, you know, Jenny Hernandez, the librarian at the South Miami Library. That's wonderful. That's a wonderful story, and I promise I wasn't scrolling up my phone. <laughs> Lies, we'll see how many um, That's a great story. <laughs> yeah. it's it, it, When I first read it on Next Door, like, I got a little misty-eyed. I love how Only in Dade, you know, does it, it really is a, a, a it's a community yes it's a vast array of different stories like yeah you know one moment they'll put a post a, mo- a story burning like car. this a burning car or somebody having sex on their balcony in brickle right well and I then think, they'll have stories like this and i think that's actually why they started their other handle only in date cares yeah so they could be like listen guys yeah this, this is, is a little more <laughs> we're only about or what only you know, date is about we're a little more serious yeah, with the stuff awesome. over there that's but awesome. yeah so why don't we hope everybody listened, laughed, and learned. And as always, remember to grab your croqueta, your pastelito, and your cafecito and join us next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Happy Veterans Day. That's right. Yes. Happy Veterans Thank Day. You. So a big shout out to all of our veterans. Yes. We we wouldn't have what we have without you guys. So we wouldn't be here without you, you know, to be honest. So, so you deserve all the accolades. All the sodas. All the sodas. All, all the, the sodas. sodas. That, that's going to be our... We gave our individual sodas. Now we're going to give them the soda truck. The soda. <laughs> <laughs> Ahí, the soda La ratra. Truck. La ratra. Speaking of soda, before we go, okay. before we go, oh, I want to touch base on something that a listener okay. sent us. So our listener, Javi in Tennessee, sent us a little note on what we were talking about last week of sodas, Remind the Beverly. Me. Oh, the Beverly. Oh, okay. So he actually reached out to a relative of his that lives in Italy and asked if they had drank the Beverly. And she's like, no, I've lived here already like four or five years and uh, or some amount and, of years. Huh. And I've never seen it. So I was like, okay, well, I know we've had the Beverly and I know it's Italian. Right, right. So I did a little bit of research on it. The Beverly was sadly discontinued <gasps> in it, the Italian market in 2009. Oh. However, it's become a fan favorite in Coke world. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, there we go. There we go. Like, Because <laughs> nobody was drinking that so, shit in Italy. So everybody's drinking it like in Coke world. And there's another, I think one in Vegas, whatever the Coke world right, 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 right. it still lives on, right? Because people have the same reaction that you and I have. I'm right. like, this is disgusting give me a refill right <laughs> so i can tell people how disgusting it is give me another refill <laughs> so it's funny how that works out right oh 
It's like we both know what it tastes like, but if we were to go to Coke World right now, we would still have we it. We would have the Beverly before we have, you know, the the orange mellow yellow. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Because the mellow yellow I can get at the supermarket. Yeah, or wherever. Or wherever. But the Beverly is an experience. Yes. Not a good one, but an experience. That, you know what? That's the best way to put it. It's an yes. experience. Yes. Yeah, it really is. So <laughs> listeners, if you ever find yourself at Coke World in Atlanta or any other bottling yeah, any uh, other Coke, Coke right. uh whatever yeah. it, it, Tasting theme no, park? No, because no, they don't have it at Disney anymore. Wherever. Well, it's, it's in Disney Springs. In Disney Springs, yes. Make sure to try the Beverly and tag us. Yes, <laughs> yes. Tag us when you try it. Okay, so next time we go to Disney Springs, we totally have to have the Beverly. For again. sure. Yeah, so. Anyway, right. well, have a great weekend, everybody. Happy Veterans Day. We didn't say it. Bye. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano. Produced by Ismaeliano. And our theme, Better Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Mi papá immigrated from La Ejeza, que es Medellín, Colombia, to Miami, Florida, all with one goal, pachar pa'lante la familia. And with that same spirit, I started the Que Hola podcast. It's all about sharing the journey creatives from the 305 and beyond have traveled. The W's, the L's, pitfalls, and lessons, all with a focus on first and second generation Latinos. Pero para todos los creatives. Entonces, parce, que hola contigo. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you stream your podcast. I'm your host, D-Fig. Oh, also, we're on YouTube. Listo. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.